I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome during this... um, unprecedented time. It's great to connect with all of you. Uh, If you're new to the program, it's great you found us. I hope you find a resonance. If you want to call in, that number is 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. And if you are returning and subscribed, thank you for being here and thank you for being you, holding Holding the light steady that all of you are doing, it's so noted and noticeable. And those in the chat, welcome. They ground the energy. They're my co-pilots. Ah, yes, and uh, sound engineers and a lot of wisdom in the chat as well. So um, if you are in the chat and you want to interact, uh, all you have to do is do a profile with BTR. So. Okay, everyone, again, that call-in number, 347-539-5122. I'm going to be answering calls, taking, uh, doing readings. You know the drill, and if you're new, you'll pick it up. And uh, press 1, please, on your keypad. That lets me know that you um, have a question or a comment or you want to get on air because we have a lot of people that listen uh, via the phone, so they don't always necessarily want to um have me pick up the phone, have me, have me call, have me say, um, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> the many of you have known that that's happened many times. Um, hey, in the chat, good to see all of you. So, um, okay, lots of resources. I'm uploading the videos on my YouTube channel, Soul Insights with Michelle Mache. I will say a lot of the signs have changes especially Capricorn, Gemini, Virgo. Um, so that will help you. I'm also doing a uh, vid the video for the week and also for the weekend because we have some amazing aspects that are happening this weekend that are really p- putting people in touch, not just with their spirit, but with spirit, the all that is, God, the all that is, the creator, the consciousness, behind all the manifestations, behind all manifestations. I think that might even be the title. So it's a very, um, hello, Athena, hello, everyone. Um, it's It's a very cosmic time right now, and I say that because you really have to rely on your connection to the cosmos and things like faith, hope, trust in a higher power or God power or your intuition, your own inner knowing, whatever you want to coin that. It's not a religious kind of thing. 
It's just a thing that there is something behind every something, every, right? What causes the breath? What is that miracle of life? So whether you term it life itself or that consciousness, it's consciousness made manifest. It's the awareness of awareness. It's the awareness that is aware of awareness. Complete awareness that is growing and changing. And so to look in those terms while we ground it into our everyday living, while we anchor it into our everyday living and life is really important. So I do invite you all um, to connect with me as much as you can on Instagram. Uh, Twitter, I'm there a fair amount. I'm there, but I'm I'm really there uh, posting a lot on Instagram and Facebook. And we have a great Facebook community page, Awakenings. And it's not just to connect with me and, hey, this is what Michelle's doing or this is what Michelle says or this is Michelle's video. Yes, get those resources also on soulplayground.life, my YouTube channel. They're not just readings. There's past channelings. There's um, insights. There's meditations. But also it's really important right now that you share your insights, that you have a place to go to to share how you're doing, what you're seeing, what's working for you, ask your questions. That's why I have this platform here for so many years. Um, Some of you have been with me since the very beginning and not only seen the growth of Awakenings with Michelle Mache, of the Awakenings community, the Awakenings um, platform that is really individual. It's not just about me. It's about what people are called to do, the soul awakening but you see my own growth. Um, and many of you, you know who you are. <laughs> so join in. Um, also, on the YouTube channel, I have asked, um, because I've been getting asked uh, from many people that have been, especially that did my last two teleworkshops, a lot of what's going on right now, I actually channeled about the virus, about the vaccines, about not being able to uh, travel, and some other things, key changes uh, that would be happening people individually, but collective changes that are markers, markers for the new unconsciousness that's coming through all of us to co-create the new paradigm. Um, I was reminded, I thought it was only like in the 2007 to like, and then this last with about the uh, travel and the virus and the vaccines was, I think, 2015. But then I was reminded of clients that um, I had in the 90s put on Facebook. No, Michelle, you actually talked about this 30 years ago. <laughs> ah, that long ago. So whatever that was, mid-90s, um, 20, 30 years, however long that is. Um, 30 years ago, right? 90s, yeah. So I, some people have asked that, okay, could you please keep us, keep tools, keep us in the loop, and I said, yeah, my only caveat why I don't do a YouTube channel or don't put this, I have a, it's because it has to be by what people can handle. I don't want people to get paralyzed with fear because the whole idea of, of opening up and receiving the new emerging consciousness to act upon it, to respond upon it, is we need people not fearfully immobilized. We need people creating, connecting, sharing their soul's gifts, reaching out, doing what they can, whether it's in a 3D, 4D way, 5D way, however that is, prayer, meditation, intention, 
helping the homeless, helping to feed, delivery, dropping off. Everybody has their part, what they're called to do. Some of them, it's, it's holding space within a family. So whatever that is, it's the sole call. It will be something personal, though, i got to tell you. It will be something personal, but also that connects you to your soul gifts and being of service. So humanity will tie in. So it's not just staying home. And it's not just, I know it's a great gift to take care of children, um, but it's, it's, I can tell you that it's, it's more than that, okay? It's more than that. It's, it's what are you doing on a soul level, okay? Do you hear that? Gemini reading just went, <laughs> went up. Uh, I'm, I'm multitasking here and taking care of Yoshi, which brings me to the point. I, I, I don't know if anybody's ever taken care of a 16-year-old dog that's still very alive and wants to be here and spunky. But it is 24-7. It's, I can't even tell you. It's, it's the cross between taking care of a newborn and an elderly patient that has health needs. So literally sometimes it's holding her, it's rocking her, it's giving her medicine, it's doing her physical therapy. I'm almost going to cry, you guys. So her legs, so she doesn't have these huge muscle spasms that are so painful, um, which I don't think are seizures because the the physical therapy is helping. And pee pads in between. That's why I was a little late getting on air because I had to take her outside and then my neighbor's dog. So, um, yeah, so it's, you know... um, I'm so sorry, it's tough. Yeah, but it's just the process. It's the life process. People do it for babies, human beings. It's just, I love her dearly. I don't want her to go yet anyway, but she does not want to go. She's very aware, awake, alert, and spunky, but it's, I'm not changing diapers, but i got to change wee-wee pads in the middle in the middle of the night. So sometimes it's every two hours, and then as I'm just getting going to sleep, just then she's either in pain or has to go to the bathroom, so I have to take her outside. And then it takes me an hour to, to then i got to wind back down. And also as an empath, I can feel her sometimes pain or anxiety. Um, but there are, you know, it, it's the sacredness of life and what the physical body goes through. And I also think that ties in with what so many people are experiencing right now with this pandemic, uh, which I've talked about on previous the last two, three previous shows, and also on my blog, Soul Insights, uh, or no, Soul, Soul Playground with Michelle Mache. Um, yeah, the blog portion, if you go to that. It is, you know, the human aspect of us is very sacred. It's very fragile, very vulnerable, and strong and open. And I feel like we're all learning so much, and that's slowing down, you know, and connecting in. So in saying that, I am it's on my it's not on my BTR page, but it is on my YouTube channel if those that feel that they want to contribute or show appreciation through that or services helping me out, that would be great. Um some of you have already and it just touches my heart cuz I want to do more. I was already it's very interesting. I was already in this um doing a different platform. I think I had mentioned it on the show too and Tammy uh knew that and had said, oh, that's that sounds great to, to do this, um, a, a, to do for a different platform. And it's, so it's what it's the direction I was going in. It's just like now it's been 
upped a bit. The, the, the timeline has been upped. And, and also I had to realize what else am I going to offer. And it seems to be that quite a lot of you want to go for, you know, a per, more personal in the journey and more of the advanced information and more of the downloads, the channeling, and that a lot of it were saying, I don't really have anyone I can talk to about this. And especially in the quarantine, but a lot of people don't have. So I am going to be offering that on a regular basis. And so everyone can stretch their muscles too, but you can have the spiritual tools, the practical tools, you can have the information, um, and, and really a lot of what my teachers have, tra- you know, and training has been to be passed on, which I did this years ago, actually in the 90s, at about mid-2000, um, you know, with small groups. So I will be going back to do that again, and if that's something that you're interested in being a part of, you can contact me at awakeningspodcast at com or Michelle at soulplayground.life, Michelle at soulplayground.life, either way, okay? So I am here to serve as a starseed. That's what I love doing, and um, we'll work it out. You know, some of you have expressed interest in working with me. Just contact. A lot has to do with you, where you're at, and what feels right for you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so if you want to contribute, donate, uh, PayPal, Venmo, um, but also connect. Make sure you're using your tools. Um, yes, I think the ones that you know, are here or are here on this journey are ready for this information. Uh, yes, right, Calla Lily, absolutely. Um, I so agree. All right, we're going to get to um, callers, do our readings and whatever comes up for you. And again, that number is three four seven five three nine five one two two. And I also want to say, no question is too silly or impersonal or personal. I've, I've had people say that, oh, I keep calling in, and it's like, no, that's why I'm here. I really don't mind. I don't take affront to it at all. Um, that's why I have so many things at different fees or price points, even free for people. I I have never ever ever looked at what I made as my worth. You know, so I really, that that myth has to be, you know, and years ago I had somebody say, I thought I did raise my rates, but they said, oh, you should be getting more, you should do this. And I'm like, well, that's not my worth. That is an arbitrary agreement that fits in with what most people are doing. But it can also always be altered. So I think that's one of the things that people are going to be learning too, is that whether it's our materialism or, you know, Possession, somebody put in the chat, who did it? The impermanence. Who said that? It was so perfect. We're learning the impermanence of things. Who was that? I'm scrolling back to see. Um, and Buddhists, there's a lot of talks about it, but it's, it is about connecting this to Louise. Impermanence is pertinent, yes. Um Oh, Athena, you understand my fur baby lived to 7.5 years and was alert, everything but blind, and had heart conditions. I under- Yeah, she, you know, she has heart murmur, which a lot of older dogs do, and, you know, the changing the pads. <laughs> I know. Like, oh, my God, I love it. Okay, was alert, everything. And, yeah, Yosha's a bit blind in the hearing. 
but boy, she may not hear um she may not hear <laughs> what um but she the the food or if I'm moving, you know, they're very telepathic. Tammy in the chat, it's the inner exchange that we'll be reassessing. Yeah, and I've always lived this way. I, I've always had, you know, whether sliding scale, I've always lived this way. And and I, and I also attribute it because when I was a model and an actor, we did things. Back in the day, people have gotten a little more, I don't know, fearful. I mean, greed to me is fear. Um, that, that, you know, back in true artists, we did things on spec. You know, we did things collaboratively the the sharing of coming together so i think that assessment you know and when people go through tough times the assessment is you have to come to the realization that you are not your bank account you are not the clothes or whether you can afford a nip tuck a botox you know all those kinds of things are kind of nice they're nice games or what kind of bag or techie tool or camera or monitor or garden or flowers that you buy or planting, you know, planters, whatever is your thing, you know, puzzles, video games, cards. It's like the, see, it's not so much, that's the thing people have to realize. It's not material possessions or money is bad. It's not that at all. That's part of the earth game. It's the over-identification that it means something about your or your worth. And the soul does not play from that game. Soul does not care. The soul is like happy to be, if, it, if that's the path that it's chosen for the most soul enfoldment, the most learning and connecting is a Kwanzaa hut or living in the Himalayas in a little cabin or something or cave or living in a mansion. It doesn't matter. It's all equal. And that's part of what the Aquarian Age will begin to tell everyone is to equal the playing field that labels or what is external is a preference. It's a preference. It's it's not who you are or saying something about your value or your worth. And this came up February and March with that new moon in Pisces, full moon in Virgo. If you go back and read my blog on Soul Playground for those two months, and I said those two months, February and March are setting the tone of what you can expect all of this year and the next three to five years. I'm just keeping it real. And the aspects show that. The astrological aspects and the deeper numerology shows that. Not just the surface, but when you look at the sub-numbers and the way they play out. Okay. I digress. I'm getting to... um, Let's see. Your sound dropped out. I hope people can hear me. Refresh if your sound went out. Okay, hello. Welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hello. Hi. 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 To whom am I speaking hi. with? Um, my name is Keisha. Lisa? Hi, Lisa. What's your question? No, it's Keisha. Oh, Keisha. Hey, Keisha. Hi. Yes. Hey. <laughs> um, hey. <clears throat> I just have a question. Um I'm not too concerned about everything that's going on. I like I do like feel like I'll like I know that I'll be okay. But a couple mm-hmm. months ago I called and you were telling me that a group that I was a part of would be really great and that um I'll be able to like financially be able to get back on my feet and pay off debt. Mm-hmm. I'm just I I'm just seeing if that is still in 
inspiration, you know, like is that still going to happen? Well, yeah, here's um, the deal. A lot of stuff is going to be reconfigured as far as debt and people paying things off or how long. Okay. But I do see you are on a trajectory. Let's see what's coming up for you financially, Keisha. Yeah, as you reach out. Now, you may shift a little bit the way that you work, but it does show you moving into a, more of abundance. Okay. Okay, so that whatever you're doing, you know, it's like I had a, a client yesterday call me who's um, works in finance and with stockbrokers and traders and travels around the world and does uh, workshops. Um mm-hmm or did speaking, and I don't know how many books they have out, 12 books or something. But anyway, I they kept asking me, where are we going? And they said, look, you can't go to your next, this is the missing piece. So you, all of us have to understand that we've been moving out of chronological time, past, present, future, into synchronistic timing, which is based on events. That's why I always say work on your emotional body because, and I'm not saying this for you, Keisha, necessarily, but, that's what holds people up is emotional state, but also where the collective is at. We couldn't have the QWERTY keyboard, the iPhone, without having the typewriter. And so we had to wait a while. So some of you, that last piece or whatever you're needing to go to the next level, and a lot of you I feel like it is a quantum leap in abundance of all things, and some of you a lot of it has to do with money, prosperity, is this missing piece had to happen, your own realization and understanding about your own true nature as a soul and your spiritual connection and this unfortunate situation of the pandemic, the, the upside. There's, of course, you know, there's a lot of downside, but it's birthing a lot and it's pushing people. Mother is a necessity, of, you know, need is the mother of necessity, right? Or necessity is the mother of invention. There we go. So that's what yeah. I feel. So, yeah, keep on your path. Keep to what you're doing. And, okay. But, yeah, it, but listen it, to – go ahead. Go ahead. What were you going to say? No, no, you go ahead. I'm sorry. What I was going to say, but you have to listen to your intuition as to what your next steps are to to branch out. Okay. What is the next way of giving or being of service? It's all about the service right now. It's all, and it always has been. And so that's why many of you that are true light workers, you've been hearing that call, but a lot of people haven't been listening. It's, that's what I said months ago. Yoga and meditation, it's not going to be a luxury anymore. It's, it's like right. you know, having a wine or a cappuccino and talking about philosophy. And I have colleagues that are like that. And I'm like, no, you have to use the tools in your everyday life because we it has to has to be cemented now into the mainstream consciousness it has to be cemented into our schools that you have mindfulness meditation that you have understanding about emotions and the emotional body and how to clear and how to heal that has to be fomented now but it's unfortunately was never going to be until there was a tragedy and the breakdown of the systems right it's weird because so when all, you said something about being No, I was just yeah, gonna say when you said something about being reborn, um, I had had a dream like maybe like a week or two ago and I had a baby and I named the baby and the events of the dream, once I woke up and I started researching it, it, it had to do with being reborn. Mm, yeah. So when you when you 
when you say that, it kind of like connects. Mm, okay. Yeah, see? And all of us, all of us are having that to some degree. Yeah. So it's in, a, in okay. different areas. It's that stepping forward that so many yeah. people so have not, frankly, have not been doing. So you see me continuing with the group that I'm with. It's just that we're going to go a little bit further with it. Um, I feel so, but there could be other things. Like, in other words, branch out if you're feeling to do other things. They they seem to be foundational for you. They seem to be some kind of foundation, I guess is what I'm hearing. Okay. So it's probably some kind, so of, yeah, some kind of foundation. Yeah. Okay, so if I'm branching out, Diversify. if I want to branch out okay. and do other things, do other things. Yes, that's what you need to be listening oh. to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Much All right. That makes sense. Uh-huh. Hello and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Oh, I'm James here. And what's your first name? Hello. James. Hey, James. Hey. How are you going? How are you? Good. <laughs> Very well. Very well. Um, no, I thought I'd call in today. Um, Yay. It's been a while. Um and just comments, really. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, please. Please comment. Crazy times. Um, one thing that's just interesting, um, back in February this year, probably about the start of Feb, <clears throat> I had to make books and travel plans for the Easter period and then in August for a conference overseas and then um, for travel to towards Australia. And I remember at the time booking these things, I thought, this doesn't feel right. Um I didn't mm. book the August one, um, but I went ahead and booked the April one for what's closer in time, so what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> well, right. um, hindsight has subsequently shown me uh, the reason for that um, that hesitation I had about those travel dates um, because of mm. the, the, the fights of I booked in over Easter had to be cancelled and the, um, the conference I booked for August uh, has now been taken off the map. Um, but now that the, the, the travel in, in December is still good, and um, I, saw, I feel good about that. So by the time we get to December, it's all will be over and done with. Um, but um, the reason I thought I'd call it today was um, just to talk about just the, the energy of this time. And mm-hmm. whilst um, I'm a bit bemused by the, the fear that everyone's experiencing and expressing and so forth, I... I don't understand that um, because this is just a just an event that we will get through, um, mm-hmm. and then once we get through, it, we'll economically rebuild. Um, it's interesting, you know, looking back at all the, all the commentary. A lot of people have sort of roughly talked about this time. They said, "Oh, it's going to be viruses. It's going to be it'll be volatility in the share market." Um, but no one expected, um, and there was nothing that sort of said, "You know, guys, there's going to be a global <laughs> pandemic." And it's going to have significant economic effects, um, and and it's um, well extraordinary times, and no one actually no one knows how it's going to play out um, economically. That is, uh, but I think it's going to be it's just going to rewrite this this period in time is going to rewrite so many relationships. Uh, I think we watch the political front, um, how the the states, look at America, how those states are going to uh, respond to um, the, the federal administration. That's going to change. Uh, it's going to rewrite some of the relationships uh, politically in Australia as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think on the work front, um, everyone's being 
everyone's being pushed out to work at home now and it's it's really it's inconvenient it's really disrupting so many patterns um and yeah. and this 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 will force um an absolute rewrite and rethink of how we we do everything um yeah and even the trade relationships uh you know where is for instance, um, Australia was pushing out uh, the manufacturing base started diminishing from the 80s or from the start of the 70s, really. But the, the, all, all the all the Western manufacturing bases went to Asia, and right. um, I, I think we'll, again, we are, I suspect what we'll see is we'll see a lot of manufacturing bases come back to um, each country. I say we cannot be that reliant um, on overseas, um, especially in situations like this come up. So there's going to be a, a massive rewrite of everything. Um, yeah, and now, stuff, James, I want to um, yeah. go ahead real yep. quick because I want to touch on something and i got to scoot to other callers. Okay, fine. Go to Yep. You talk. Yep. Well, you bring, yeah, you bring up a really good point, but I want to remind everyone, like you're right, this rewriting and it's changing the structures, this has already been happening and mostly what we would say individually in small groups. So... Hmm. A, a very surface way of looking at this is is actually fashion and consumerism. Things change by what the people on the streets are doing. You know, you could trace fashion, uh, you know, and, and trends, even in what people are buying. You know, now people are putting, I guess, astrology emblems and things on clothes because astrology is so big now in tarot. It's so everyone. Ha- that's why I keep harping on this about every all of you that are listening and beyond. How important your decision making is and what you're contributing to. The only way that sweeping change could happen to the institutions was something that was more pan, meaning the whole, you know, global. Mm. Um, but the but the way of living, the simplifying, the more meditation, the wanting to slow down, the wanting to spend t- more time with family, buying less. Those statistics are there. That people have been frivolous buying less. Not you know that that what is it that's after the um, Thanksgiving that people buy things Black Sunday or whatever in the heck it is Monday or Friday whatever. Uh, those kinds of things down people running to get the latest iPad or iPhone down, sales down, those, and people buying more herbs, herbs, supplements, up, more naturopathy, homeopathy, up, up, up. What's not supporting us as a collective, the individual, has been the group dynamic and the group structures. And and mm. there's a very good reason for that. They're not wanting to let go of that. The, the the people behind that that keep them in place um, because it's money in their coffers is one thing, but also it's hard to dismantle something. Even if those that have altruistic, you know, thoughts about something, it's very hard to sit there and dismantle. But when there's a natural disaster or something comes in, again, necessity is the mother invention. It has to happen. So that's why I'm saying all of you, the more proactive you can be in your own life. Of, And here's the thing that, that we've moved, and some of you have heard me talk about this, from the Industrial Revolution to the you know industrial economy, automation, into knowledge-based. And you can look at it. There was all those patents. Now people patents, oh, yes, but it's more about 
the shared hive, the open source. It's a creative economy, which is based on shared economy, uh, economy which also is also based on collaboration. So the more you can connect, you fuel that energy. You keep that that thought form alive so that it can take hold more. The more you share, the more you connect, the more you give what you can. You help each other out. You ask for help. You share your gifts. Whatever it is, the more you can align to that vision and that thought form and the energy that's coming from it on the astral plane, then there'll be, mm. then there'll be an emotional component to it. That's what's going to cause the greater shift. So, yeah, so you, whatever you guys are already doing, it's about just having that support and having that more on a mainstream level and function. So, James, thank you hmm. for that because that brought, brought that up. Yeah, because we have to look at what, is, what have you actually been doing. A lot of you are stepping off of, have been stepping away from the hamster wheel. You have, you've been reevaluating your values, principles, hmm. and beliefs. The issue is the Capricorn energy, which rules structure and form, which rules the government, as well as the Taurus energy. Now we have Uranus and Taurus, which is the monetary system and on the earth plane, hasn't been supporting. It hasn't been supporting the people. Healthcare hasn't been supporting. That structure, education, not supporting the people. Every child in the whole world should have a cheapy iPad or tablet. And every corporation should be appeal. When I didn't even have that much, you know, I had more than what I have now. I printed, had printed extra books and CDs and gave them away at libraries to at-risk youth when I would do talks uh, in high schools and middle schools and actually even um, younger kids. I gave them away. Now, just imagine if more people did that that had a lot of means, hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars, just to have that kind of consciousness to figure in that to the bottom line. You know, whether it's a CEO living in a certain school district and they go, oh, what I'm doing is I'm peeling off, you know, it's not even those, they're not even that expensive now, whatever, I'm going to donate this. So it's that shift in consciousness. It's not about, oh, I don't want to make a lot of money or have a lot of money or live luxury or have comfort. But how I said it two shows ago. Honestly, you guys, and I watched some of these shows, and I, you know, like Housewives or something. I saw one's closet. Do we really need 10 or 20 Birkin bags at $40,000? I mean, I don't want to judge anybody, but at some point, I like Birkin is nice. Okay, I got it. But do we need 20 of them? <laughs> 40 Birkin bags, <laughs> right? I mean, how many Gautier trainers or Gucci trainers do we, yeah. you know, I get it. We want to collect sneakers. We, I got it. That's You have that much money. But something's mm. wrong. What's that meaning? Where's your soul in this? Mm. There's a balance somewhere. I guess it's mm. what's trying to come in. All right, James, mm. always great to Very connect good. with you, and thank you for all the work you do also in the community. Right, you know, with awakening and stuff. Thank you. Okay, much peace. <laughs> Somebody's saying preach, Michelle, Athena. No, we have too much stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, the recycle. I saw the other day. Who is the guy's name? Oh, God, he's a rapper. I can't think. Sweet little kid. I mean, I say that because he's, I think he's 20-something, but naive. Anyway, a well-known rapper. I cannot think of his name now. I was watching some show, and 
and oh, I think he came on Wendy Williams, but he had on uh, designer, I don't know, Gucci and this and that, but then she loved his coat, and he said some name, and uh, upcycle or something. And she said, what does that mean? What are you? She goes, well, he goes, you know, you go to the store, and there's other people bring their stuff. And she goes, oh, you mean recycling. You went to the thrift store. And he's like, oh, is that what you call it? And I thought, oh, my God. But, sweetie, at least he's doing it. You know, it's like it's a new concept, I know, for a lot of people, this reuse, recycling, repurposing. Um, and I get it. I like collecting certain things, too, you know. it's But everybody's got their balance, so they're – you have to look and see where is your balance. I think Susie Orman used to say it best, that financial guru, you know, financial teacher. People, I know things was third. I don't know. People, career and focus, and then things, you know. And it's not that it's bad. I don't want to communicate that. This is not bad. This isn't a bash on this. All right, let's get to callers. We're going to keep it kind of quick. I'm going to move along here. Hello, and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hello, Michelle. Hello. This is Diane. Hey, Diane. Welcome to the program. What's your question? Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I have a question, and I'm trying to figure out the quickest way to ask this. Um, was I or am I, let's see, uh, am I headed down the wrong path spiritually? I had a conversation with a random person and um, see, uh, what I was starting to do on my own is I was kind of, I was starting to, um, of course, read tarot made sense. And I was starting to astral project. And I've just been doing this on my own. Like I haven't had like a spiritual advisor. So my question to you okay. is, was I headed like, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, was I headed down the wrong why way? Do you or think was it, maybe... well, like, why do you think it was the wrong path? Um, you know, I. Quickly, it, it please. Seems like a, yeah, it seemed like a natural progression, but, like, I don't know. Like, I started, uh, I guess I started filling myself with doubts, and now I'm kind of just kind of sitting stagnant, and I'm kind of wondering, like, well, where should I truly be going or if I need to seek, like, a spiritual advisor? Yeah, here's the deal. I was astral projecting at 13, so, and probably younger, but that I can, you know, as a child, everybody does. Here's the thing. you ha- I'm old school. You have to work with someone, and you have to check their credentials, and you have to see, do they still work on themselves? What is their philosophy? What are their, does it align with your values, beliefs? Unfortunately, now, everybody's kind of put their shingle out, and there can be con artisty types, or you can go down a wrong path. You know, I've had clients of mine, well-meaning clients, give money away to unsavory people, or they somehow did tell me, "Oh, I gave five thousand because I went to this woman and they said that to get my girlfriend back or boyfriend back." Or there's a curse, and I'm oh. like, "What? Why don't you run this by me?" So yeah, here's the deal. If I if you want me to assess what's right for you, I, you'd have to do it in a personal session or a small group. Yeah, because I can't devote the time to like really connect to you and talk to you and ask you the right questions to see what you need or, or okay. you know, to suggest, that's what I would say to you. Okay. But any teacher Thank should you. be bringing you to your own, yeah, you're welcome. Any teacher that's good should be bringing you to your own inner truth somehow and to develop that. That's why I'm big on tools. Um, if people are using the tools in their everyday life. Hello, welcome to Awakenings, you're on air. Hello. Hello. Hi, you're on air. Hi, Michelle. Shannon, how are you? Hey, Shannon. Great, doing great. How are you doing? 
I'm doing great. Um, you give, did a reading for me about 20, somewhere like 23, 25 years ago, and we're spot on. And I just wanted to reach out to you again because of where the world is today. I've had a lot of personal changes, um, recent divorce. I had to move out of my marital home, and I am a single parent of four beautiful children. So I just wanted to reach out maybe for insight on focus and how to keep me grounded here with all these changes in a, a quarantine. <laughs> I started okay. dating, so I'm I'm just looking oh, for some some focus. Okay, well, definitely, I would say anything. Obviously, because you can't really go out, but online groups that support you. Um, mm-hmm. If you were listening at the beginning of the program, you know, use whether my resource at Soul Playground Facebook group, use those resources. My YouTube channel, Soul Insights with Michelle Mache. You do. I feel like. I feel like you're on a bit of a holding pattern, and I feel that after this, you're going to be making some um, key decisions, but it's not yet. Mm -hmm. So whatever Mm -hmm. you can do to just ground yourself, cope, you know, meaning take care of yourself, the self-care, make sure you're, you know, maybe order some oracle cards or something inspirational, you know, online or a book, you know, or there's shows. Even, you know, again, YouTube, there's shows. They all have them now, Netflix, Amazon, um, mm-hmm. online. But really take care of yourself. Obviously, you're coping with the children and having to do things for the, them as well. Get them involved in meditation, mindfulness. I just did a session a couple of weeks ago with one of my clients, little six-year-olds, and then with another uh, four- and an eight-year-old with another client. Um, you can introduce them to that, you know, two to three minutes in a small way. Um but I feel for you it's really about building your stamina back up, getting some secu- inner security so you can hear the messages of your soul intuitively that will be coming through. I feel some new directions for you. I feel like coming out of this, there's some changes that you're going to be making. But it's not yet, and you have to fortify. Mm-hmm. Okay, I almost feel like the, the divorce, all that you went through is still with you. Mm-hmm. Um even though you're dating and getting out there, it's still with you. You you need to connect to you. You need to get your inner security, that inner column of light, that core. You need mm-hmm. to work on your core. Okay, does mm-hmm. that help? It helps. Are you? Is there any? Are you picking up or sensing anything about that? The one particular person I'm dating, I feel like there's just a strong, strong connection with. Is there? Are you getting any re- information on that? No, that wasn't your question. <laughs> Um, I feel like you have to work on your core, otherwise you're gonna you may make okay. some mistakes. So that's right. what I would tell you, because you're gonna be having some bigger changes, maybe even with something with one of the children. So it's not about relation your relationships right now just need to be more casual, connecting, and see where it goes. It's really about you right now. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right, Janet. Thank Thanks, you, Michelle. You're All right. Welcome. Bye-bye. Hello, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi, Michelle. It's Gail. Hey, Gail. Hey. I'm I'm really enjoying this today. I haven't been able to listen to the show in a while, and it's been really fun to cook back up with everybody <laughs> over here working and, working and listening. And I'm just really it's helped me so much. Um, oh, the reason good. I'm calling you today is I wanted to check in with the um, what you're feeling about the business moving forward, we're supposed to be moving in a month or two, and I'm dealing with owners that are in a lot of fear and not wanting to make any moves. 
wanting to go in a different, really small direction, lock us into a lease that could be like not, you know, detrimental to us in the long run. So I just wanted to get, and you told me we would be able to keep working. We are being in construction, but I wanted to just kind of get your feel as far as financially what you see coming in. um, And if going ahead with the move that we originally were planning is a good thing, which ties into the financial. Okay. Well, you're moving anyway. Tammy's saying hi in the chat. Great to hear your voice. Um, Hi, Tammy. So that's a lot of questions to answer really quickly on air. I just feel like you're on the right path. A lot of people are coupled or teamed up with people that are not quite seeing the whole vision, right? So mm-hmm. it sounds like you're in that that mode where you have to deal with people, you know, kind of as a light worker. You have to be dealing with people that are not quite seeing it. Right. But my sense is there is this – move it's going to be better i feel like there will be expansion in the business even though if it's not right now right you know immediately but right. that is that is on the agenda that is coming so it just sometimes thing you know sometimes people right. come in I for teeth cleaning and sometimes people have to get a root canal you know so it takes it takes right. what it takes i guess is where you're at I think what I was just really trying to quick question is is just if i'm on the right path with everything to keep on keeping on yeah, that's there you go. Yes, you are. All right, thank you so much. You're so welcome. Have Bye. a good day. Take care. Bye. Bye bye. Okay, let's see. I think we have time for one more quickie. Where are we here? Okay, let's see. Hello and welcome to Awakenings You're on Air. Okay, let's see here. All right, let's see if our guest is here. Hello, oh. you're on air. You're on Awakenings. Oh, hi. I have a quick question. Okay. Oh, hi, Michelle. Um, I just hi. have a manifest. I have a ma- Kate, uh, Katie. I have like a manifesting okay. vibration kind of question. Okay. So I'm, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to uh, attract a job. And um, I know before when I attracted one, I just had a feeling like I knew I was going to get it. Um, I just I just had a knowing kind of a feeling. And I feel like now I'm more in the vibration of, oh, I hope they hire me. Oh, am I going to get a job? Oh, I'm running out of money. I don't want to ask my mom for help. I'm, I'm more in a okay. different vibe, and I don't. I don't, I'm like applying for unemployment. I have this little temp job. I don't really even trust how they're paying people. But I, mm-hmm. I kind of like want something else. But I'm trying to figure out how to get into a whole nother feeling state, a whole nother vibration. Because I think that okay, may be affecting of all, me first of all that, that Okay, I get it. First of all, first of all it's, it's, it's your chronic state. So if you're going through something... Okay. Depression or anger. I've seen plenty of people that are depressed or angry get great jobs. So you have okay. to kind of throw that out the window and just mm-hmm. do things that uplift you or center you when you're going to either talk with someone or email or send out the resume or maybe you're having a Zoom meeting, whatever that is. Meditation, mm-hmm. it could be music you listen to. Just have yourself as centered and connected to your soul as much as possible, your value, your worth that you are not just seeking something, but you're giving something, somebody something that they need. You're providing a service for them. 
and you'll be right. fine. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. I haven't thought about that. That I'm actually yeah. giving something. It's not just yeah, about them a, giving yeah. something to me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You're you're providing a service, a skill set. You're giving something a valuable, and you're also going to see if it's a match, if it feels right. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's a whole nother vibe. I haven't even been thinking about my value. Yeah. About it. I just That's been right. in. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweetie, thank you for calling in. Stick around. We've got a great guest coming on, okay? Sure, thank you, yes. Okay, you're you're welcome. All right, we have lots of callers. Some are listening. Um, If you did not get your question answered or reading, we're here every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific time. So really excited to bring you today uh, Monica Berdinsky. uh, Berdinsky, hopefully I'm saying her name right. Well, we'll find out. She is the author, creator of the Shadowland Tarot and Book, uh, which is published by Red Feather, Mind, Body, and Spirit. She is a walker between worlds, author, illustrator, and educator whose passion in life is to empower people by connecting the realms of the seen and unseen. She also practices familial folk magic from her Scandinavian, Northern, and Eastern European heritage and is the founder of the annual Witch Fest, a North Arts and Cultural Festival in Toronto, and CATS, C-A-T-S, the Coffee and Tarot Society. She's also a professional tarot advisor and a spiritual consultant since 1989. So we're going to be connecting with her um, as well as getting her insights as to what is going on right now, currently, cosmically. Hello, Welcome, Monica. Hello. Hi. Thank you oh, for how having do you me think, here. Yeah, great to have you on air. What, what, how do you say your last name? I don't... It is Bodierski. You were pretty close. It's a tongue twister for several people, but Bodierski. it is Bodierski. <laughs> Bodierski. Love it. Bodierski. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. All right. Oh, yes. Welcome. So what uh, everyone in the chat is saying welcome. Excited to have you here as well. And thank you for putting her link to her website in the chat, which is monikaberderski.com. Let's give it to those that are listening by phone. M-O-N-I-C-A-B-O-D-I-R-S-K-Y.com. So, wow, what a perfect time to have you on, Monica, with focusing on the seen and unseen, what is behind our manifestations or what we experience. So it's perfect, uh, always perfect timing, and perfect timing to have you here. So I want to get a little bit about your background. Um, I I call it sometimes the first awakening and then the awakening to where you are now because you have a lot of experience. You're clearly personally on a path as well, and you've been helping and supporting people for many, many years. Um, What was your calling to get on this path? Oh, that's interesting. Um, I think that calling came at birth, but I didn't recognize it. I think that's a fairly common story for a lot of people. Um, You know, a lot of people like to be very different and want to be unique and are looking into the occult or intuitive practices and divination, and they want to increase all of those things. Uh, I came um, into the world highly, highly intuitive, 
and wasn't really sure what to make of it. So as I grew a bit older and learned uh, from many people, many mentors, how that sort of fit in, I think that awakening um, as to the purpose of being born this way and the things that I've been learning came very, very slowly over uh, many years. And uh, I don't think there was a one definitive moment uh, where I thought this is exactly what I'm doing. I've always remained very open and had a varied um, career path and Mm -hmm. love to listen to people, give their opinions and input spiritually and otherwise. So I think, honestly, it was just a very, very gradual awakening. Mm, Okay. I love that. So did you, and what led you on your path? Is it, was it your intuition? Was it interest? Was it a combination? Um, yes, definitely. If you're speaking of specifically being a tarot deck creator um, as a path, which I, I take very seriously, that mm-hmm. um, came out of me being an artist and an educator and a spiritual person and a reader. That in turn came out of me, yes, being intuitive having a great deal of respect for the environment and the earth and wondering how I could contribute um, as far as what tools or what uh, skills that I've learned apart from what I was born with. How could I combine those things into uh, something that was easy to access for anybody and everybody if they needed some insights or they wanted to, uh, you know, explore um, realms that they don't normally so that was just a combination of everything coming together for me. Mm-hmm. And let's talk a little bit about the tarot um, you also do, which I kind of got into a little bit too, Lenormand, um, mm-hmm. which is another oracle. Yeah, which is another goodie. I love it all. I love uh, I love um, tarot and oracles and the visual aspect. Um, but a couple of things I would like to ask of you. One is good ways for people to use that in why can it be an important part of someone's self-development as well as developing whether intuitively or their spiritual connection? What could you share with people on that? Oh, um, well, there are a lot of different ways of approaching that. I, I think for me, uh, it's very accessible. And, and by accessible, I mean visual symbolism is something that transcends language barriers and Uh, offers people insights into things that they wouldn't normally uh, pick up from the written word. I I really believe that as someone who's taught people and as an artist, um, I I think it just is an amazing way for you to connect to um, symbols with your own interpretations and with your own spiritual beliefs. So it's very open Um, for my own spiritual beliefs. It's uh, definitely a way to connect to the environment and um, perhaps creatures or aspects of the environment you might not be aware of. So uh, it, it really helps people put a fine point on, on things. I find it very direct. I think a lot of people may find it a little confusing, but I find Tarot and Lenormand to be very direct answers if you are framing your question properly. Mm. That's a key. Now, you said that. Okay, framing your questions properly. What Can you talk about that a little bit? Oh, for sure. Um, I, I often, um, you know, I teach people how to read tarot and Lenormand amongst, uh, you know, intuition and many things, but tarot is definitely uh, my greatest passion. And I would 
suggest to people when they're um, coming to see me as clients not to pose questions that are, are yes or no, but open-ended. I think a lot of tarot readers do ask for that. And I think the reason for that is because things change quickly. Our paths change, circumstances change, and yes or no doesn't really it's not a correct answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are so mm-hmm. many mitigating factors in that. So leaving your question open-ended as opposed to will I get the job, yes or no, would probably be better framed as um, if I continue to do what I'm doing, will I get this job? Or perhaps what will the outcome be uh, in pursuing this job for me personally and professionally? You know, as specific as you can get with with aspects of what it is you're looking for. And often people, until they frame questions clearly, don't even realize what it is they're asking. Uh, they have many tears to their question. Mm. Yes, I like that. Yeah, and I would say there's some, yeah, Tammy in the chat is saying good point. What a good point. Yeah, there has to be, because sometimes people there's something you need to do to manifest or draw it in or make that happen. So there should, there would be some kind of proactivity, whether mindset or emotional state or working on something. Um, and I like what you say, if I stay on this path, if I stay doing this, mm-hmm. because this is right. I mean, we can be on the wrong path just as much as we can be on the right path. There are, we do have choice um, in that. Yeah, exactly. And then that also uh, affords the opportunity for someone if I say, well, if you stay on your current path, no, you're not going to get the job. And they might go, well, what do I need to do to be more successful at this? And then I could offer cards that would show what it is that needs to be addressed before moving forward. And that could be personally, professionally, it could be any aspect. Mm -hmm. I like that. Now, Going through what we're going through globally, a lot of people you can see it, have been talking about doing their shadow work or a lot is coming up about the, you know, the shadow, uh, doing deeper work. Um, you actually have a tarot uh, set um, and the book to go along with it that's based on this, the Shadowland Tarot. Can we dive mm-hmm. into that a bit and the importance Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I've always been um, someone who works with the shadows. And uh, just to clarify, that is not um, negative. That has nothing to do with me working with um, light and being positive. I'm actually a pretty happy-go-lucky person, (laughs) although Mm -hmm. quirky. Um, The shadows for me are just simply things that maybe we aren't aware of or we can't access or we would like to know more about whether that's spiritual, whether you're talking about Jungian theory of those parts of our personality that we don't like and then project onto others. You know, it's, it's kind of complex. But for me, it's always a good and ongoing process to reflect and look deeper and look into those places that perhaps you think are frightening. But maybe if we approach it uh, as in with my imagery, which is a little more lighthearted, maybe you can approach those shadows and um, embrace them and just by recognizing them, acknowledging them. You can embrace them and move forward. I think right now with COVID-19, that is, it is incredibly important that 
we, we look into those shadows. A shadow might be that we aren't thinking about community, so we're going out in groups and partying. Uh, perhaps that is a shadow that we need to look at if that's a fear of, of being isolated and our own mental health from being isolated. Perhaps we could approach that then from what would a solution to that be? So there's so many ways to to look at this right now beyond simply predicting, which is often what people use the tool for. So, yes, it's come out during a time of a lot of shadows, um, and uh, I I hope this offers a tool of support and um, uh, hope for people and insights during this crisis. Mm, I like that, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people in... um and I'm coming also from a therapist background, think the shadow is something always negative. So I'm so glad you said that because it's simply what we're not aware of. And you mentioned spirituality. Um, A big shadow part for many people is their creativity, you know, or their, their, right, loving this group or this band or whatever. They're perceiving somebody as very creative or is very artistic, and they have that within themselves and they're not seeing it or not developing it. Um, what could you ha- tell people that will help them identify, and maybe that's what your cards are doing, that their shadow, to start integrating that? Because that is such soul path work, is that identification of what those non, as you put, I think, in your not integrated aspects, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I ask people, um, I offer, at least in the book, m- many different spreads to use for different times. Uh, Some are very simple uh, single card uh, spreads. And I have to mention this deck is fine for beginners uh, as well as advanced people. There's a lot of layering in the symbolism that should keep people who know how to read amused (laughs) and interested. But also for (laughs) beginners, uh, it's a very simple Rider-Waite-Smith style. So Mm, I think accessibility is important right away for people And also, uh, I've set up in the book reflection questions so that perhaps using a very simple spread of drawing a card and saying, what do I need to know right now, or two cards, which might be, what is my shadow and and how do I um, integrate that, the answer will be there. And that is indeed what the cards are there to help you with. It's not only identification, but integration. And that is why the reflection questions are at the end of each card. So those reflection questions should prompt you to um, gain insights and perspectives on the situation so that it isn't simply here, fix it by doing this. You kind of need to engage and use your own critical thought and your personal experience um, with those reflection questions along with the key words and the advice that I'm offering. And I think the combination of the two will help people integrate whatever shadows and however they're defining their shadows. Mm, I like that. So um, we had a question. Sometimes it's hard, Angie, saying to recognize your shadow until you're triggered in some way. I feel like that, that if I'm in that space with my creativity, like I'm blocked more in my adulthood. Mm-hmm. That, Yeah. That's true. It is hard to recognize. Now, how would the cards reflect that? I guess you have to get in a little bit of an objective mode to see it a bit, right? It helps. And, um, you know, I, I would hope that uh, in looking at the book, what is because there are many aspects to every card, 
so you would look at it within that context and um, think about that and reflect it. And those reflections are there to assist you with being objective because once you start to gain different perspectives that you may not have looked at, you tend to get out of your own way a little bit. And it certainly helps objectivity. It takes a little practice. And I have to be honest, I, I suggest to people that perhaps they shouldn't dive right into a reading when they're super stressed because that is the most mm. difficult time to to be objective. And then, of course, there is that irony about using cards when you need advice. But all I'm asking is people take a deep breath, get into uh, as much of a relaxed state as they can, and uh, not be afraid of what the cards are going to say. There is a lot of apprehension sometimes for outcome. So if you're feeling that way, just give it a little space, take a walk uh, around your house right now, <laughs> and uh, yeah. if you can, and uh, stay inside. Um, but calm yourself down and take deep breaths and, and look at it and be objective about it and try to be honest with yourself. I think there's no blame here. There's no... Um, you're less than, there's no win or lose. Every single one of us has so many shadows. And I was just joking to someone the other day, not so joking, that um, one of my shadows may have been creating a tarot deck because, you know, I, it's so important to me. I don't want to mess it up. And, and often when things are that important, we can avoid them for a while. And mm, those are our fears. And then they kind of get push to the back. Often with creativity, it is the fear of things from our head and our imagination not lining up with our expectations of what's going to either be written or come out in a painting. And we're so afraid of, of failure that we'll just kind of rather go to that space of maybe I'm just not creative. Um, but I mm-hmm. honestly hope that in all of that, the cards will help you diagnose that if you keep an open mind that is mm. yeah and angie said putting criticizing the work yeah or putting it off you mm-hmm. know sometimes that's if something is that is so important a lot of times we, that's the key is we put it off mm-hmm. it can be and maybe that's a worth um what do you think of that the putting something off, is it more <laughs> yeah. of a worth or, part, part, or something so important? Um, I, ask, um, I ask my students that. Um, I, I teach a sessional class at a, uh, a local university here in, in Toronto, and it's an art and design university. And one of the things I, I tackle, because it's a very real issue, right, students not getting their work in on time, and it's a creative space. So we start, um, I mean, I hope I put this into this deck and book as well, but we start with identifying um, procrastination. Is it genuinely procrastination and why is that? Are we not taking care of our basic physical needs? Are we not eating uh, or resting properly? Is it a combination? What is the biggest thing? Is it a fear that you're going to fail? Is it fear of being judged um, a classroom situation is a little different, obviously, with marks. But if you were to take mm-hmm. it to day-to-day, um, are you afraid of failure? Are you afraid it's just not going to come out looking the way you want? Are you not certain what it, your vision actually is? Do you not have it clear mm-hmm. in your mind what you need to do? 
do you have the skill set or do you need training? Like you have to identify first. And I know for a fact, you know, that my procrastination was just feeling that, wow, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if there's a space for this kind of deck. Um, it certainly is not airbrushed art, it, you know, and I right. came from a space right. of fine art with um, fine art um, painting and I do make realism, uh, but these are very lighthearted sketches. And so my fears were both about switching my style as much as just being vulnerable and putting myself out there for judgment, which is only right. overridden by my desire to help people. So I care more about what people will maybe glean from this deck and book more than I care about being judged. So it won out over the end. But these are constant <laughs> battles for creative yeah. people. That's true, yeah. And I, it's true about the switching styles or when you want to switch something up, you know. People sometimes, mm-hmm. um, and, and it, I guess it would be, a consideration if you're usually putting something out or you're known for a certain style and then that changes. Mm-hmm. But but as a creative, I would imagine it's, it should change or could change because we change, right? Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where getting out of our own way is the most crucial. You know, what's more important that people say, oh, my gosh, you've changed your style and you lose a few people, or that you're really, you know, creating a tool that can assist people uh, rather than an $800 or however, you know, many dollar painting you've got on the wall for a handful of people. This really satisfied the um, accessibility criterion that I had for getting into the hands of whoever can, you know, pick up a deck. They're not incredibly expensive. Um, when it comes to comparing that to fine art. So um, that just won out over my fears. And um, But mm. everyone has to tackle that from their own uh, perspective, and this is where that honesty and looking at shadows comes into play. You really have to list them all, even if you don't want to sit down and think about it. You need to do that, and it's hard. So if you pull a card, I can tell you it will tell you what your shadow is, And if you Mm -hmm. pull another, it will offer a solution to that. Mm -hmm. And you do talk about contemplation. So is it really being with the card, sitting with the card? And or letting it jump speak to you or see what jumps out at you from this? Yeah, you you absolutely I would I welcome that kind of um, engagement with the cards. They have Mm -hmm. set meanings. And they um, have descriptions of what the meanings of the cards are. But uh, you also will look at the, the drawing and you will pick out different things. Uh, I know from feedback that I've received, uh, which, you know, is really always interesting, people see very different things or things jump out at them that right. uh, you would never jump out at, at me, let's just say, even as the artist. And that is important. Yes, you should note those things and sit with them. And also, if you look at the reflection questions, they are very directed. So if you ask yourself that question and sit with that and look at the card, it will prompt a greater understanding and layering beyond just what I've told you that card generally means because 
as I said before, now you're putting your own experiences and your own personality into it, and that is that is what you need to have happen for you to integrate those shadows or recognize them. So, yeah, it is a matter of sitting down and reflecting. You can write down what you're thinking. Uh, you know, if it's easier for you to, to record your thoughts, that's fine. Uh, or if you just let them come to you as you're sitting quietly, that's that's great too. But, yep, you're absolutely correct. It's a matter of sitting down and uh, and spending a little time with it, just sitting and, and letting it occur. Yeah, I like the design, the whimsy, um, kind of whimsical, kind of imaginary, surreal a little, kind of puts you in a, a different, maybe like I almost dreamlike subconscious. It puts you in a different frame of mind, you know. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, these are definitely creatures from my own shadow land, having grown up with a lot of Adam's family and monsters and uh, you know, a lighthearted look at, at things. I enjoyed them as a child because, you know, they were spooky to some, but I mean clearly they were comedic in many other ways and to me it was very interesting speaking of uh the other you know, these, these poor monsters are just trying to get on with their lives and yet they're being chastised, which is a very <laughs> different perspective and something that I appreciated very much. It, it just in its very nature asks us to look at life from somebody else's perspective. And somehow I always resonated with that. Hmm. And give us a, just a Maybe one question. What would be a contemplative question? Because we've got a couple more things in the chat, um, comments of how hard it is to see this on your own. And maybe it's just repetition and training. Because I feel, you know, after doing so much inner work, at some point you do start seeing things. There's little, I don't know, flashes or warnings or you catch something or, oops, I've worked on that before or, oh, what's, you know, or, oh, I need to, look at this, something's going on, you know, whether it's feeling something in the body or you keep thinking of something or knowing something. Is it just a matter perhaps of getting to know oneself and what how one's inner world speaks to oneself? Yeah, that has such a huge impact. Um, you do. You need to know yourself and you need to be honest mm-hmm. with yourself. And, and mm-hmm. that takes a lot of work. Because I think sometimes as a society, we're trained just to stuff things down and just to get on with it. So slowing down and becoming aware, um, you know, my own practice is, uh, you know, uh, I, I do identify as a witch and a walker between the worlds and someone who resonates with spirit and environment very deeply. I ask everyone to pay attention, not just to themselves, but slow down and look at their environment notice do you even see what is out there when you go for a walk do you notice the animals do you notice the weather are you really paying attention that goes for internally and externally and when you notice other people's reactions to what you say notice how you feel about it and what is triggering for you is this a repetition is this a pattern that that you see coming up in your life And then to understand something really, really critical, which is common in a lot of 12-step programs and in many programs um, that are involving self-help, which is please try to distinguish between what is in your control and what is not in your control. Can you look inside and see 
what's going on there. When people ask me, will he come back to me? What is he thinking right now? Does he miss me? I get that a lot. Relationship questions mm-hmm. are common. And I say, you know what? You, you need to focus on yourself right now. And um, we're not looking at that other person because you cannot control them. You can only be within yourself at the moment, control your own thoughts and behaviors and try to understand them and uh, take a look at that. Be aware of how you're feeling. And it's okay to, to sit in your grief. It's okay that you feel down um, if you know that you're going to come out of it at the end. So, yes, self-awareness, uh, you know, thank you for pointing that out. That is absolutely key. You cannot be objective if you're not even um, managing to tease apart how you're feeling. Uh, and often I find that comes from people who just uh, don't have time or don't seem to make time to sit down, slow down, and breathe. Uh, and try to see how you're feeling and don't be frightened of those feelings. Let them flood through. They'll slow down. They'll, you know, let it all wash through you. Yes, it is confusing, and that's okay. That's part of being human. Um, eventually, from slowing down, things will become clearer. You'll get a handle on it, and you'll become much more self-aware of how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. I think, too, one of the things that's coming up during this, um, which I like to say, and more people are now, physical distancing, um, is that meaningfulness, the meaningful connections, but having this space, the time to do that slowing down and the contemplation because most decisions are made by knowing, good decisions, are, like you say, are, know, are made by knowing oneself what's really important at a specific time or what is in alignment with us. Um, yeah, I love that. I'm, I'm hoping, and people that are listening to this, even what you were saying, you know, look around your environment because we're getting messages all the time. You know, it's just yeah. we, we, right, we tune them out somehow or don't see them. Yeah. Absolutely, and I think that's often when we feel helpless because we don't even see what's around us and we're just rushing, and it it can. It can create such horrible feelings of of helplessness and isolation. When you slow down and you notice it's, you know, this is a horrible thing we're going through globally. It's horrible, but we are all in this together. You're, You're not alone even if you feel isolated you know, we all have to heal and do something about this and recover, uh, you know, to varying degrees. And I'm well aware that different people are in different situations, but we're all doing this. And I think, understand that you have a community and it's not by choice, but, you know, you're, you're not cut off. And we do have uh, electronics, and we can check on our most vulnerable in society and make sure they're okay. We are very fortunate to have brave first responders who are out there helping every single day. And uh, people who are packing groceries and doing curbside deliveries and looking Mm -hmm. out for one another. You know, within all of that tragedy, I, I hope that we can remain positive about all of the good things that that are still there, even if they're being eclipsed by uh, what seems like a very large and, you know, unpredictable shadow. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that's a good way to look at it too. The unpredictable shadow. It is the shadow. All of it's coming up. All yeah. That uh, the collective. There's an archetypal passage that we're all in as, as individuals, part of the collective. Um, that's why I, you know, very often, Monica, on the show, I'm always, and even to my clients, I'm always saying you have to use the tools, use the tools, get the tools, and use the tools to navigate. Um, it's hard enough. I can't even imagine not having the tools. It's hard enough yeah. with them, right? I cannot even. <laughs> I clearly yep. would not have made it. <laughs> Same oh. here. <laughs> right? Oh. Uh, even with my daughter, you know, late at night, like sometimes two, three in the morning or early morning, you know, I've got a 16-year-old and I'm outside, well, she's going to the bathroom. And usually she's, sometimes, most of the time she's not. She's just, I don't know, looking around. And I just look up at the moon, you know, and I look up at the constellations and I like, show me, give me a message. And then I reflect on what moon cycle are we in. And I align to that. <laughs> and then align to every everything, you know, the cosmos. And then I just feel, like, okay. Nature, everybody's, all of nature's taken care of. I'm a part of nature. And so that brings some level of peace. And sometimes Absolutely. great insight, right? But we Absolutely. have to stop and do it. Oh, I, I couldn't imagine. You know, I feel very fortunate that my path as a, a witch practitioner is one of being incredibly connected to every plant and animal and the elements and spirits. Um, it does offer a great sense of security once you learn how to connect. And um, on top of that, yes, looking at the moon is something that I've done and I've suggested to to people too. And yes, the moon is there and looking for sight, it's there. And I often think those are the, the same constellations, basically. Um, that's the same moon that my ancestors have looked at changing moon phases and it offers comfort you know there's a lot of ancestral veneration in my practice and knowing all the things that they've survived knowing everything that they've gone through as well and drawing upon that strength is also something that you don't need to be a witch to look at everyone has got ancestry that if you think about it they've gone through so so much that you could be here and, you know, trust that some of that strength has been inherited and is part of your own blood memory. Uh, we can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Just taking that, even following moon cycle. I mean, it could be something so simple to maybe align more to something with nature, whether it's animal medicine, the beings, you know, some something. Pick something I find usually helps um, in your passage and, and, you know, grounding and feeling that interconnectedness, something natural, <laughs> right? Absolutely, absolutely. I've included a moon spread, too, a moon face spread in, in oh, my uh, Shadowland nice. book. So some of my own, my own uh, experience and, and belief systems certainly have come out in that moon spread. You know, it's a very useful spread for... Um, connecting with moon phases and as things uh, increase or decrease or wax and wane, um, just how we look at things and how things can shift. So, yes, yeah, the moon is really important. And what, um, so on your tarot deck, the Shadowland, what one question, because you had some in the book, would you leave people with to 
contemplate. I mean, obviously get the deck, I think, in the book. It's a good day. That can also act, to me, when I read from a, a book, a lot of times it acts as that extension of the detached observer. It's someone else coming in, you know, saying, look here, or it might be this. Maybe if you could give a, an example. Um, well, yeah, I can I can think of one question that I ask people fairly uh, frequently, um, especially in times of, of stress, is to look at uh, aspects of what they would like and what they need and to distinguish between wants and needs. Um, you know, just looking at something that simple or, or perhaps even what, what can you control right now and what can't you control, which might be more applicable right now given um, huge feelings of completely being out of control with layoffs and, and this pandemic. You know, well, what can you control, um, your reactions to things, your emotions, whatever list you want. So I would suggest that people sit down and, and genuinely be objective about the things that they can control and that they can't control as a good start to then releasing those things that you cannot control. Mm. Wow, well put. So well put. That's uh, If more people... Yeah, just even focusing on that, that can bring some inner peace and helps you manage whatever you're going through, bringing it right into the present moment. Mm -hmm. Oh, Monica, this has been wonderful. Um, If you just let people know again how they can reach you, um, Mm -hmm. that would be great. You have other resources, I note, on your website, which is great and uh, also yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I want to thank you for having me on your show as a guest. I have listened to your podcast, and I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for offering me this, this time and space. Um, and if people would like to get a hold of me, the uh, they can do it through uh, monicabodierski.com on my website. My email is on my website. It is monica.bodierski at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook. Uh, in a couple of different spots, there aren't a lot of Monica Bodierskis out there, so you're, you're bound to to see me. I have red glasses. Um, I'm kind of hard to miss. There is a Shadowland uh, tarot group too, if you'd like to request to be part of that discussion group and work through this deck uh, within this mm. community. Uh, you can also join that. You just have to request that from me because it is a closed group at the moment. Um, you can also find me on Instagram and, and Twitter, and um, I'm holding a virtual launch uh, for safety's sake, clearly, <laughs> this Friday the 3rd at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if people would like to join in that uh, Zoom conference, uh, you can find information about that on my Facebook page as well. Perfect. Wonderful, Monica, and it was really delight connecting with you. Really um, enjoyed this conversation with you. Thank you so much for being on the program. Thank you, Michelle. All right, everyone. Okay, that was Monica Bredersky. Um, you can go to monicabredersky.com. Whoa, what an insight. And, of course, we were talking about her uh, most recent oracle, um, or tarot deck, actually, Shadowland Tarot and Book. That's Shadowland Tarot and Book, how to integrate the unseen or rejected aspects of the self 
and using this tool of contemplation. Uh, so needed right now, right? What another tool. We were just talking about that at the top of the program. I so appreciate all of you and walking this path with me. Uh, questions, comments, email suggestions, um, guest suggestions, you can email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like to uh, be put on the list to be uh, kept abreast of when the other platform is um, becoming available, you can also email me awakeningspodcast at gmail.com or for personal work, Michelle at soulplayground.life. Um, I will see you around. Um, thank you, chat, for being here, everyone, in the sacred space of Empowerment Room. So appreciate you all. And also join me on Soul Insights with Michelle Mache on YouTube. Um, leave a comment, share, let me know how the readings land with you. All right, until next time, continue to shine your light, share your insights, and, of course, keep awake.